folks. This is JB. Oh, and this is your boy, uh, Eddie over here. You forget what your name was? No. You sure? Yeah, I'm just trying to pull on this accent. <laughs> pull out the accent. Yeah, I'm just pulling on a little bit of an accent over here, just making sure that everything uh, uh, oh, oh, it's that kind of day, is it? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to ignore the fact that you're trying to do, do, the, do the accent. Well, it's, I mean, it's Liverpoolian, so... Liverpoolian, get it right. All right, whatever. All right. Anyway, we're, you're back inside the video vault. The reason we're doing those accents is that after... A month of doing horror movies, followed by Blade Runner. It was my turn to pick a movie, and I said, let's do something fun. Today we got a double for you, a double feature. Not a science fiction double feature, mind you. Hard Day's Night in Hell, two Beatles movies. That's right, we decided to go Beatles movies this time around because we wanted to make sure that everybody was going to have a lot of fun. Nothing says fun like the Beatles. And, and uh, the theme music, that was done by Matt Hurricane Harvey, so special thank you to him, because that's the music you hear at the start of every episode. Plus it was uh, me blowing on my coffee early on. You sound, uh, you, sound like a, you're, you sound like you haven't shot in weeks. Well, <laughs> you sound like you haven't I'm trying to do Ringo, man. <laughs> not working. <laughs> I'm not the actor, you are. <laughs> Neither of us are doing a good job of this. All right, let's... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, shout-out to Matt Harvey. Hurricane yeah, Harvey. Uh, also shout-out to Roger Bailey, because um, I posted a still of help on the Video Vault Facebook page and told people, and challenged people to guess what it was. Uh, Roger Bailey guessed it, so he gets a shout-out. Roger, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah, that is a fun new bit we're doing. Yeah. Now, um, you, because um, at first we were originally just going to do help, but then you said, let's do Hard Day's Night 2, so you've got, so you got a special relationship with this movie, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I have a special relationship with uh, most uh, most of the Beatles movies. My mom and I really like the Beatles. Um, like, my mom listened to the Beatles growing up, uh, so, you know, it's so one of those mine. things. Yeah, it's just one of those things you end up growing up in. Um, so, we have that. And then Hard Day's Night, I forgot when we first started watching it, but we just bought it. Like, when I was, like, I think 14, maybe 15, and it was just a really funny movie. I yeah, because um, for me, it was kind of the reverse. I watched Help First. Because the anthology came out ninety five, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I was nine years old, and my sister was big into watching. Well, we know, TV. Are you talking about Beatles one, or are you talking like no anthology? The anthology, like, like, yeah. So like I was right. So yeah. I'm about ninety six. Yeah. So my sister got really into it, as did I. So we saw the movie Help, which I thought was great. Then I found out, oh, there's a movie before it, Hard Day's Night. So I watched that. Thought that was really good too. And um, Hard Day's Night, nineteen sixty four. It's kind of got that dry British humor. Yeah, that everybody Hard likes. Day's Night is very dry. Um, but and, 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 yeah, because both the films are, oddly enough, it's very dry, got that very British feel about it, and oddly enough, they're both directed by an American, Dick Lester, mm-hmm. who who became famous in the UK for, um, you ever see the short film he did with Peter Sellers, the running, jumping, standing still film? No. Oh, I'll, I'll show it to you after. I think it won it won an Oscar for Best Short Film. Great. Yeah, but it's, it's really funny, so Dick Lester had his finger on the pulse of Britain. Pretty much like captured Beetle. It's like a day in the life of Beetlemania. Yeah, movies. that's what's so great about Hard. That's what I like about Hard Day's Night the most is that it is very grounded. Like, and we'll get to help a little later on. Yeah, yeah, Hard Day's, like, yeah. Hard Day's Night. Go ahead. Hard Day's Night is very grounded. I mean, everything from the fact that it's just a black. It looks. It feels like a documentary. It's black and white. Um, it, you know, it starts off with them running down the street. Uh, yeah, as, as the theme song plays. Yes, and then they get on the train, and then suddenly it just slows down. It's like. Hey, Paul, who's the old guy with I him? mean, we, we've got that scene right here. Yeah. So here we go. Hey, pardon me for asking, but who's that little old man? Uh, what do 
Oh, that's my grandfather. Your grandfather? Yeah, that's not your grandfather. It is, you know. But I've seen your grandfather. He lives in your house. Oh, that's my other grandfather, but he's my grandfather as well. How do you reckon that one had? Well, everyone's entitled to two, aren't they? It's my other one. He's a nice old man, isn't he? It's very clean. Yeah, and and what a running gag! It's it's one of those jokes where, or it's just like it makes zero sense. Oh, okay, he's very clean. There's so many different ways you could spin it, and then it it just it's kind of remember like the last season of the Co- of the Cosby Show where yeah. the, where it was like the running gag with the broken doorbell. Yes. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that where it doesn't make any sense. You don't know why it's there, but every time it happens, you just can't help but smile at it. Yeah, I mean, it's just and they just keep bringing it back. Where like later on, it's gonna be like. He's like, oh, he's a little clean. He's a clean person, isn't he? Like they, like he's very clean. Like they just—that's how they're able to identify the fact. Yeah. Like what does he's very he's a clean looking old man? Um, and then also just the banter is just like, yeah, okay. Uh, like yeah, sure. It's like yeah, he's my grandfather, but also I have another grandfather. It's like oh, everyone's that entitled to two, aren't they? It's like how's that supposed to happen? Yeah, well, duh, everybody has two. Like it's it's like. The Beatles are both stupid and very smart at the exact same time. It's very funny. Um, what yeah. scene is this being about to pull up? Oh, the one I'm queuing up, where um, where they're at the hotel, and I don't know whether they're in London, or they're, they're somewhere filming a TV special. Yes, I think that's supposed to be London. Yeah, and so then they're in the hotel, and then and then John Lennon's in the, uh, in the bath, just like speaking faux German, which... Which, you, you gotta under- respect the fact that John Lennon, who was, like, probably in his early 20s when this when this movie came out, he, this is a guy who was born during the Blitz. Yeah, he October was born 9th, literally, he's, literally in a tube. Yeah, he's, no, he was born in, in a hospital, but, like, born during the Blitz. Yeah. In the middle of the war, and here he is making Nazi jokes. Yeah, and also, I mean, that's just so British. Yeah. Uh, that's just so nice. It's American right here. Well, my favorite part about this movie is that there's just so many... F- Fucking non sequiturs. Uh, like that the, the, scene has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. I mean, if, if you think about it, the whole movie's one giant non sequitur. Yeah, it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of gags, and then it has like it's it's followed together with the fact that it's just a day in the life of the Beatles, but their lives are just really really dumb. <laughs> they're just a bunch of dumb kids. Yeah, the, the, there, there's that one scene where where George like unwittingly walks into the fashion office. And they're and they're trying to say, yeah, oh, this is a new fashion. Oh no, th- these are quite terrible. They are. Yeah, and no one knows. We make rude remarks at her on the TV. And also, no one knows who George Harrison is apparently in that scene because uh, he just <laughs> wanders on in. Yeah, it's not like he had three hit records at this point. Yeah, it's not like he wasn't the biggest person in England. He was, yeah, they were bigger than Jesus. Um, <laughs> Care- but, careful, that might get us in trouble. Nah, no, 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 it's not. It's not <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um. um my favorite is the montage where they're being interviewed. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if uh, you might be able to pull that one up. But yeah, l- let me see if I can pull that up. Um, because it's just like. Oh no no no! Found it! Found it! Found it! Great, cool. yeah, here we go. Tell me, uh, how did you find America? I fell out to Greenland. Has success changed your life? Yes. 
I'd like to keep Britain tidy. Are you a mod or a rocker? Uh, no, I'm a mocker. <laughs> Have you any hobbies? No, actually, we're just good friends. Uh, what would you call that uh, hairstyle you're wearing? Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and for the record, people ask, they asked John Lennon, do you have any hobbies? And according to Trivi, he actually just wrote the word tits on a piece of paper and showed it to the girl in her eyes. That's kind of probably what he did. That's um, a very John Lennon thing to do. My favorite is, yeah, there's the photos of George Harrison of him making all the faces. And yeah. then it turns out they do a pan away, and it's still him just, like, actually making different faces in, like, a yeah. fire Apparently this scene, <laughs> this scene was kind of impromptu when they were filming. I feel I, like a lot of this movie... No, because I, I remember watching the, um, the anthology. They were discussing the filming of the scene. Ringo said how someone just kind of walked up and snipped a piece of his hair off. So... Yeah, I feel like, I feel like back uh, when these movies were first created, they were just, like... They were just, like, impromptu. Like, they were just, like... We don't really know what to do with you guys. Yeah, because you know, because um, Elvis had made movies um, at this point. Yes. But El- keep in mind, Elvis is just one guy. Yeah. Here you got four. You got four very talented individuals. Four. And they're all crazy. They're all like they're they were all like wild hormone induced young men. Um, yeah. So they were just wandering. They were just happy to like. They were like, and they were wealthy for the first time. So they were just running around. And not just that, but in terms of, in terms of making a movie, you got you got to give each one their due attention because everyone because like everyone has a has a different. Every person like their favorite Beatles going to be different. Oh, I like John. I like Paul. I like George. I like Ringo. Yes. And then on uh, on top of that, there's um, <clears throat> um, yeah, you, you don't want to really take away from one particular guy. Because I mean, if you think about it, John has, but John has one particular scene. He's got the bit in the bathtub, and another scene that, we'll, that we're going to play in a second. Um, Paul's got the whole grandfather gag going. George has the scene in the fashion office. Ringo, Ringo, Ringo likes to read. What? Likes to read. That's not, his whole story. And not just that, he he has that one bit where he's just kind of walking around by himself. Well, yeah, that's because his. Well, that's because the grandfather uh, is a villain. He's just a real. Mixer. He's a shit stir. He's a real mixer. He uh, <laughs> very clean though. Um, he, like, tells Ringo, like, yeah. he tells Ringo to go experience life, just so happens that he tells Ringo, he gives Ringo an existential crisis, like, <laughs> right before the it. freaking show. Yeah, and then the, uh, the song This Boy, they kind of, they kind of have that bit where, bit where there's just this very somber rendition of a very somber song of Ringo just walking around, taking pictures, doing his thing. Uh, Ringo later said that the reason he looked so down and forlorn when shooting this is because he was hungover as fuck. Probably. Ringo had a real alcohol problem. They all did. Anyway, um, but then besides that, you've got, um, just some great songs in the movie. Because you got Hard Day's Night, you got Can't Buy Me Love. um, Yeah, which eventually becomes a movie on its own. Yeah, with Patrick Dempsey. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Not a very good movie. No, but Patrick Dempsey. Sorry, Patrick, we love you. And then you and then you've got um, and then you've got um, what's it called? Um, and I love her. Yeah. When do they play that? They just play that. No, they play that on the that's, train. That, that's right? one of the rehearsals. Yeah. Also funny. On, on the train, it's I should have known better. That's right. And also, uh, Patty Boyd, Patty Boyd Harrison shows up. Yeah. Better known as Patty Boyd Clapton. Yeah. 
um, is in that train scene as well. So it's just like that's how she and George met. They got married two years later. Yeah, and then she met Eric Clapton, and he fell in love with her, and created and created the song Layla. Uh, yeah, and, and then and they and got married, had a kid, and then that kid eventually fell out a window. That was their kid? No, that was actually the kid that he had with the woman he married after. Yeah, they don't. Ha- I don't think she has any kids. I don't think so either. I mean, actually, you look that up. Oh, we're looking that up. Okay. Um, but happy having no kids. And then just Ringo in general is also is also this very kind of like curmudgeonly character in some scenes. Ringo. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. Completely. And here's a perfect example. Friends. Alone. Oh, surely I could just have a little touch. You so much as breathe heavy on them and I'm up on strike. Aren't you being rather arbitrary? There you go. Hiding behind a smokescreen of bourgeois cliches. I don't go messing about with your earphones, do I? Spoil sport. Well? He's very fussy about his drums, you know. They loom large in his legend. <laughs> just, <laughs> just some, like, some poor PA... Like bats in the sandbox. Leave them drums alone. <laughs> so, anyway, <coughs> anyway, so what's the news on Patty Boy? Did she, did she end up having kids? So far, nothing. All right, and then um, John's a very interesting character in this movie because John was kind of the odd man out of the Beatles because you know he's married, he has a kid, sleeps around quite a bit because I'm a, I'm a rock star. I'm gonna do what I want. Wait, John? Oh yeah. At this point? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. He was. He's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because um. Because his son Julian was an infant at this point, and the fact that some of the late because he was also John was also the funny one. Let's be honest. Yeah, and, John is the funny one. John is the dark one. Like he's dark, and therefore he's funny. Yes. Like, there's a scene where he's getting a. He walks past the tailor who's got the the uh, the, the tape measure. He, yeah. he goes, "I know how to cut this bridge open," and then he like cuts the thing in half and just walks away. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Like his, like all they did was they just put John in front of a camera and they were just like, do whatever you want. He was like, all right. Yeah, and then you got this one scene right here. Hello. Hello. Oh, wait a minute. Don't no, I'm not. Oh, you are. I'm not. Oh, you are. I know you are. I'm not, no. You look just like him. <laughs> the scene stalled on me because the technology hates me. But there's this bit where the girl recognizes him, they they have a back and forth, and she puts her glasses on. You don't look like him at all. Yep. And so, all right, well, that, that sound cue failed. Sorry, folks. Um, yeah, it's just, John Lennon's whole thing is he just likes, he, you know, John Lennon is a very troubled, is a very troubled human being. And I yeah, think he was. He's like to spend a lot of time just making, like, he loved making fun of people. Like, he loved to I mean, be kind of, like, the smartest person in the room. I mean, it's kind of a the concept. The people who hurt the most are the ones who try to make you laugh because they feel, oh, if I do that, then I'll hurt less. Yeah. Like, he he, so. had, he was... That's just who he was, man. Um, but John Lennon is quite an interesting person. We can go into multiple, multiple stories about him at some point. I don't... I think that would take too long to put now. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, but we'll move on to the other movie, Help, because, you know, with Hard Day's Night, they play the concert, they de- debut another new song, Tell Me Why, which is one of my favorites. Yes. And then they, and they're all of a sudden, they're off in the chopper, and then Paul's grandfather, who's been forging signatures on pictures, has, has to dump them all out at the, at the helicopter. Yep. Yeah. Oh, did you find Beatles on Instagram? Or? No, just, right. just checking on something really fast. No worries, no worries, no worries. Um, I, I thought I saw it the Ed Sullivan set. Uh, set. Oh, no, that's the black and white photo of okay. Chelsea. Um, Rest in peace. So, yes, so now we'll move on to Help. Help is a... Help's a very different movie. 
Um, okay, so actually, here's the thing. I think I saw help before I saw Hard Day's Night. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know I did for sure. <laughs> but I think... I didn't finish watching Help until way after I because So I started watching Help because my music teacher um, was like... I played it for us. And we got to, like, halfway way through the movie. And then I ended up watching... And then I bought Hard Day's Night and mm. was buying Help. Because I told my mom that, and she was like, you want to go buy Help? I was like, sure, but you can't... Put, there's no copy of it for some reason. Yeah. So then we ended up buying Hard Day's Night and watched that thing. Um, yeah, because yeah. these were in VHS for a good long while, and then it took a while for them to come out on DVD, too. Yeah. Uh, but this movie, I mean... It's like night and day between the, completely, I mean... Yeah, I mean, Hard Day's Night is in black and white, and this movie is like in the most bright colors you could possibly imagine. Yeah, and this one it has, it has more of a fluid story to it. It's not just like kind of. It's not very. Um, and it's also focused on one character. And yeah, the other this is this is a Ringo characters. story. Yes, and the other three are supporting characters in Ringo stories. Yeah, because the whole premise of this is that um, here. Let me see if I can pull up the scene. Because uh, the, the premise is that um, this Eastern cult. Is um is trying to you know appease the god yeah but the the great god Kaili yeah. and in order to decide so they do human sacrifices yeah and their human sacrifice is determined by a ring and but get surprised the ring's missing and who ends up with the ring well a guy by the name of Ringo who's well known for collecting rings that's actually why they call him Ringo is because he has yeah. a sense of ring collection yep. So Ringo now has to be sacrificed to this cult. Yeah, and I found the scene. Let's see if I can get technology to work. Sorry, folks, this is a very, very flim-flam episode in terms of the sound cues. Kind of very fly-by-night. But yeah, it's... I think it's a very fun movie, very happy movie. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The sacrifice has to be done with the ring. Turns out the lady being sacrificed sent Ringo the ring. Yeah, because she doesn't want to be sacrificed. Yeah. And also, she sent it in a form of a fan letter. Yeah. Uh, so, Ringo... Which is very clever on her part. Very man. clever. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Ringo gets the thi- uh, gets his ring stuck on his finger because that's just how comedies work. Yeah. And... It becomes this madcap race to get the ring off of Ringo's finger or else he's next. Yeah, and, and just like the way that Hard Day's Night kind of let the comedy come naturally. This, yeah. This one, it's it's a little more forced, but in, in, in the very British way that it just kind of works, where it's it's kind of almost Python-esque in yes. that it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. We know it's ridiculous. Just roll with it. Yes. Like, it looks like they all live in four separate houses, but they all live... They all live in one house. It's one house. Yeah. <laughs> And then, 
you got George's room. George has the green room, which has a lawn and a, and a manservant who cuts it. Yeah. Paul's got the uh, the all white room with uh, the organ that has the comic books. That's right. John's got like the 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 water bed and the floor. That's right. Where he's like re- he's reading his book and his book Spanner in the works has several copies <laughs> of it. That's right. Ringo's got the blue room and it's all snack machines. So it's in short, they basically. Established everybody's personality just through the way the rooms look. But there's like they're all four living in the same house, but each one has their own rooms. Yeah. And each room is like their own personality. Yeah. Uh, of course, John's gonna have the hot tub. Of course, Ringo's gonna have the snack food. Of course, John's gonna have the. Co- I mean, Pierce, Paul's gonna have the comic books, and of course, George's gonna have like the really ridiculous lawnmower thing. Like, yeah. You know, like you're like we kind of have a feeling of like oh who every. George is the only one who has a manservant. Yeah. You kind yeah. of figure out who every single one of these characters. And just having just having the. Uh, Having the snacks on Ringo's side made sense because this this um, this movie came out after Beatles for Sale, which is they say is the Bob Dylan album. Yeah. So throughout filming, these guys were stoned. They love weed. Yeah, I mean, so do we. But <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, and another movie where, where you just got some great songs. You got the title track, obviously. You got Ticket to Ride. Yep. You've got to hide your love away. Uh-huh. On the B side, you got John's cover of Dizzy Miss Lizzie and Yesterday. Yep. Which, um, I don't, I, I don't know how, if that was going to be in the movie to begin with, because that, that, there's a little scrambled egg story with that. Wait, uh, what? There's a scrambled egg story? Oh, yeah. Um, the, with, with the song yesterday, Paul woke up one day with this random melody in his head, and he was like, oh, wait, I know this from something. He's like, oh, okay, maybe it's some, it's some old jazz tune that my father knew, because his father was a jazz musician. Hmm? So he, he went to his father's house, played it on the piano, and his father's like, no, I don't, I don't know that. Like I don't, I don't know that tune at all. Like, just roll with it. So then he started writing a song, and it started out being called "Scrambled Eggs." Oh, maybe, maybe how I love your legs. <laughs> but then that got changed to yesterday because "Scrambled Eggs" is ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, but what in terms of just the whole concept of this this crazy cult kind of going on this wild goose chase just to get the damn ring back? I mean, what, what did you feel about that watching it? Um. Well, I mean, I love it because it's yeah. just ridiculousness where. It's so, it's like watching, it's like Scooby-Doo. Also, I mean, you can pull this scene up if you want. Um, uh, let me see if I can Where it. the bathroom scene is probably my favorite scene of that, in the whole movie. I mean, I could pull that up, but that there, but like, we, we, it's better for us to just talk about that because there's really no valuable audio in there. It's just Oh, like, yeah, for sure, I guess. Um, yeah. so just, uh, there's a scene where he's... Keep in mind at this point in the movie, folks, they're trying, they're, they're, um, chronicling several attempts to get the ring back. Yeah, um... Uh, Ringo is in the bathroom watching his hands he puts his hand underneath one of those accelerators or like those hand dryer machines that never really do work and he starts sucking his arm through the uh, hand dryer in an attempt to steal the ring back it's like a giant vacuum and all the other beetles get sucked into the room as well and someone loses a shirt like the water goes everywhere yeah they like are and then it finally ends and then Ringo goes you know something here is not Quite right. There's and more then, here than meets the eye. Oh, there's, there's more here than meets the eye. And then John and George are like, oh, uh, like in the most sarcastic way possible. They're just like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, sure. You think? You think? Oh, because um, I. <laughs> I'm not soaking wet here for no reason. Yeah, it's shirt. bad luck. I don't have a shirt. Yeah. Uh, so it's just. The mirror's shattered. <laughs> it's just a ridiculous. But it's like. 
such a cartoonish, like, oh, the hand dryer turns into a vacuum, and a guy still is like, mm, there's something weird here. <laughs> but um, then, and then they, they go to the restaurant to try and figure out some more, and then the cult has infiltrated the restaurant, drowned a poor man in soup. Yeah, the whole thing is a little <laughs> racist, too. Let's a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, thankfully, they at least one of the actors, John Boot, I think he was a partial Indian descent. Mm-hmm. I have to look that up. Um, but then they're saying, oh, um, you gotta be painted red or you have to get, you have to get the ring off or else you're gonna be sacrificed. Yeah. And so, <laughs> oh God, then there's, then there's like that big showdown in the house where, where they dump paint on Ringo. He just starts crying. And then, oh, the mad scientist. Oh yeah, of course. The mad scientist, what? The mad scientist. Like Victor, Victor Spinetti is one of them who was the director of the TV show on Hard Day's Night. Mm-hmm. And because whereas in that one he's just like I'm an award-winning director, I'm so over this, I can't deal with the talent. And this one he's just this mad scientist and his sidekick Roy Kinnear, who you re- who you recognize from um, the first Charlie and the Chocolate Factory right. as of Rugasalt's father. Uh-huh. He also did another movie with John Lennon, How I Won the War. Oh, we should review that. That's a really good movie too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so here's the mad scientist scene. Which okay, get ready to laugh. operations give you a sense of outlook don't they oh it won't work i don't expect it to work could work if the government would spend some more money made in america you see you're another failure aren't you scientist the idea is the idea as i see it is that we expand the molecules and the ring grows bigger and it drops off what's your electricity bill like it's sort of long counterfoil it's not dropping off not even a tingle voltage Voltage? Up. Up. Up, up. Up, 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 up. Are you sure I'm here? Oh, no. Uh, hold on. Thank you. <laughs> so, just this crazy mad scientist hates the government. Oh, like, the, the American machinery, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, another good thing about this movie that I only just realized watching that scene is that, whereas Hard Day's Night... It was very confined, almost. It's like you're in the studio in in London or England. This one, they kind of branch out a bit more. Okay, they're not just in the house or one place. Yes. It's focused on them, their adventures. They bring in other characters as necessary. They're at Buckingham Palace. They're at, um, I think I think there's one scene in Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. Something um, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They go to Switzerland in the, in the skiing scene. Yeah, that's probably the one scene that I'm like, I think we're all kind of, that's probably the most... Like it's it's a good scene, but it's so it makes no sense. That yeah, just, you, can kinda, um, you can kind of fast forward. That's the one scene I'm like, you can fast forward through that. I mean, I, I say watch just because Ticket to Ride's there, and that's a great song. Yeah, but it's it's still just like kind of. It's like they didn't. It's like they were like, oh, we have another thirteen minutes. Did we just show us skiing? And just have, like, a montage of us skiing. It's like, ah, okay, but... Like, yeah, and, and... It adds nothing to the movie. Ringo said in the anthology, he's like, they just put me on skis. I've never done that before. Yeah, right? It's like, they're just, they're just doing... It's like, look at these... Key, like, it's like one of those, like... Remember, they're also cute boys. Like, <laughs> um, they're also... Yeah, uh, the, but the second at Stonehenge was actually pretty good. Because that's when you kind of get, like, the, um, the war reenactment going on. Oh, yeah, totally. Know, with, with the tank. And they're running away from the tank. And then, like, and then... The, the cults are getting a little too into it. Yeah. Um, and then in the meantime, what, like the one of the cults' priestesses is on their side working as a double agent. Just cause, oh, yeah, pull up that scene. Uh, you know, uh, I, there's there's so many of them, but we, we can... Which, which one are you talking about? One where it's just the really quick soundbite where she's explained to Paul what's going on. 
Oh, what, what, at the restaurant when they're yeah. dancing. Yeah, actually, just pull that up because I think that's All right, let me let me see if I can find that because like that actress Eleanor Braun, she was kind of like one of the many British ape girls of the sixties. Right. You know, she was in um. Oh, whoops! Sorry, folks. Um, but yeah, she was in uh, Bedazzled. She was in Alfie. Um, what else was she in? Uh, she was in that remake of the um, of A Little Princess as Miss Minchin. But yeah, she was kind of she was all over England. Very almost. I don't want to use the term exotic looking, but that seems to be the only right way to do it because she's British. But she in this one, she's playing obviously Indian. Um, yeah, and either way, I, I unfortunately can't can't find the scene. But she she rocks she rocks it out. And also and also, if you think about it, Help was really the first Beatles movie to kind of embrace you know the the British go go scene of the mid late sixties. Yeah, because exactly. like, they got lots of bright colors. They got. I mean, just that one part where where Eleanor Braun is wearing that hot pink dress. Yeah, and then you started also very Jackie Kennedy. You also started to see that out that hair to uh, that hair uh, style, you know, the go-go haircut. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah absolutely. A lot more, especially during this movie. Um, yeah, it's just they they are really in. You're really like, hey, you know what's a thing that we should be talking about? But we're not the fact that. You know, the culture has changed. A cultural phenomenon, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... but you see, This movie... Also, I imagine that the, re- the reason... This movie would have been pretty fucking insane if you were on some shrooms back in the 1960s, man. Yeah, probably. Like, this is the opening where it's like... With the sitar, yeah. And it's like the smoke, and you're just like... If you were on shrooms, you'd be like... What's and then going it's on, like, man? It's really colorful. And yeah, it's just, like, God. funny, but really colorful. Yeah, you'd probably be... They were... Everybody was on drugs at the point. Yeah. Uh, but where, whereas you said that the 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 Swiss Alps scene kind of didn't make sense, the Bahamas scene does make sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, just, just the scene where they decide they're going to the Bahamas is really funny. of the scene is that someone's the press has leaked out oh they're going to the Bahamas and they're like what come on and then they actually go to the Bahamas even though it was just meant as a diversion yeah they're they were not intending to actually go but they're kids also I'd like to mention that they are all pretending to have beards in that scene then them actually have beards at the time but then that's what their beards eventually turn out looking like yeah I know I mean John Lennon's looking fresh off the off the, uh, the cover of Abbey Road yeah and uh, I mean really no, only Paul did have a beard at that time I mean he, 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 he grew the full beard for Let It Be yeah, but and then, he, then, he, then he had the stash for Sergeant Pepper, and then he just didn't wear a beard. He didn't. He, by the time they broke up, he was just like not wearing a beard anymore. Yeah, I think he regrew a beard though during the seventies. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the villain in this real real fast because the key to any Scooby Doo like film is having a funny villain. Leo McKern is Clang, the high priest. I yeah, mean, just just hamming it up on. Oh God, it's, yeah, because he was. I think he, he he was born in England but grew up in Australia. Yeah. Something like that. And here he's playing an Indian guy. Um, Leo McKern, folks, you'll probably remember him best besides this. as um, He was in one scene of the original Omen movie uh, as the archaeologist. Yeah. Well, what's so funny about that? I forgot the Omen existed. <laughs> yeah, but he's... 
He's doing like that stupid Apu accent in this. Like and like I said, just hamming it up. Yeah, it's just I mean there there's one scene where he's dressed as like an old timey bartender, you know, where where they're singing Beethoven's ninth to the tiger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just it's ridiculousness. Like it's but at the same time you can still also drown a man in soup. Like it wasn't like he wasn't a fucking murderer. Yeah. Like the I mean, guy murdered people. Yeah, and then spoiler alert, he winds up with the ring on his finger. Yeah, so that doesn't turn out well for him. <laughs> yeah, but then he takes it off at the end, so Yeah, at the end of the movie. Really, nothing is solved at the end of this movie. Yeah. The cult still exists. They're still doing their thing. They got their ring back. Ringo doesn't get killed, and everybody starts dancing. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. And then the Beatles go on to make several more albums. They make that ma- the mo- uh, two more movies, Magical Mystery Tour, which is a lot of fun, Yellow Submarine animated one. Yeah. Uh, this one, I feel, is very much like Yellow Submarine in that, um, hey, did you ever see the, the um, cartoon Beatles shorts? Yeah. Very fast back and forth. I think this works real well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, between the two films, what do you like better? Um... I mean, they're two completely different movies. I mean, it's just, you gotta, it's, I guess it really depends on how you're feeling. Um, I would say Hard Day's Night just because I am a bigger fan of the fact that it was just more grounded, more natural, and it was their first one. Mm-hmm. So for it to turn out the way it did on their first try, that's pretty good. So I'm gonna go with Hard Day's Night. But that doesn't take away from things from life to help. It's just how you're feeling that particular day, I guess, or, you know, yeah. yeah. You want to see a different perspective of what the Beatles are like. Yeah. For me, it's honestly a coin toss, because they, they both have this very, uh, I said to you the other day, they both have a very Marx Brothers feel to it. Yeah. Just each one has, each one's their own character. They shine in different ways. I mean, like we, we talked earlier when they have the, um, each one has their different room in the house. Yeah. Yeah. But... Put a gun to my head, I'm going to say helps better. Probably just because I've seen that more times. Yeah, it's really what you, whatever. Yeah, I like the music better from it. If you um, haven't seen either, you should watch both. Um, yeah, I highly recommend both. Uh, it really is just a matter of, like, but if you grew up watching these, usually you're going to have a pick just because you grew up with that movie. Does that make sense? Like, it's like, oh, Hard Day's Night was the first, or like, so therefore it is the one I, I like. You yeah, absolutely. Sense? All right, uh, that seems to be all in our end. I got anything to add? No, that's it. Uh, I mean, rest in peace, John Lennon and yeah. George Harrison. Uh, Give him your Twitter then. Uh, it is at the worst boy with an I at the end. B O I, the worst B O I. Yeah. You can follow me at JB's World three two eight six. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, look out for our next Twitter que- uh, trivia question. Yep. Uh, and um, that's the thing we're doing now. Yeah, and then um, what was I gonna say? You can uh, like us on Twitter as well, video underscore vault PC. Uh, don't forget to lock up, folks. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah.